Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to Greenlight Reviews. I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And the film we're going to review, Ann, is one that stars Natalie Portman uh-huh. and Ashton Kutcher. Right. And it is called No Strings Attached. Okay. This is directed by Ivan Reitman. Yeah, a real comedy genius, according to some people. Well, he has been. And it's about a beautiful, beautiful young woman, mm-hmm. Emma, played by Natalie Portman. She's a doctor. Mm-hmm. She's a doctor in residence. Yes. She's not quite a full-time doctor yet. She lives her life by having relationships with men mm-hmm. with no strings attached. In other words, the relationships are all physical. Right. She doesn't want to be friends with them. She doesn't want to go places with them. <laughs> she doesn't even want to cuddle with them. All she wants to do is make love, and then that's it. Exactly right. That's her concept of a successful lifestyle. That's right. Now along comes Adam, played by Ashton Kutcher, and they realize that they knew each other very, very briefly when they were like 12. Mm-hmm. And nothing happened back then either. So they get together and she says, do you want to do this? Do you want to have a no-strings-attached relationship? Right. Well, he's a young guy, of course, and certainly he says, why not? Mm -hmm. So they spend the first half of the movie... Like rabbits. (laughs) That's right. Wherever, you know, in closets, in storerooms, in the hospital, Mm -hmm. every place. And there were moments in the film that I was amused by. I was certainly amused by their acting, Ashton. Kutcher especially. Ashton Kutcher's character, Adam, has a father who is a Mm -hmm. former TV star, Alvin, and he is played by Kevin Kline. Mm -hmm. And that's a strange role for Kevin Kline. It was okay. I felt nostalgic when I saw this movie because I wanted to see Kevin Kline in a classy piece of comedy, and unfortunately, he's not in one in this picture. Well, I have to agree with one thing that you're going to say, Anne. This is not a classy comedy. No, I think No Strings Attached is is a contemporary film that's serving up a contemporary issue that women will either embrace or they will reject full out. I would hope that they would reject it, but the concept here is can they indulge in a romantic tryst with a pal that would be a friend with perks and still maintain a platonic relationship? You know, if you would go back a couple of years, a few years, and look at the Nora Ephron film when Harry met Sally yep. with Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan, they covered exactly the same topics, the same issues, the same problems, but they did it with wit, with humor, with incredible insight, and without any vulgarity. This movie is a piece of trash, and I'm finding that it's very depressing going to movies that advertise themselves as rom-coms, that's romantic and comedy, because there is nothing remotely romantic about this film, and there is nothing comedic about it either. I have to disagree with you on both counts, and. Again, I am not saying this is the greatest film well, where ever. was the romance in the film? Well, couldn't you see where it was going? Couldn't you guess yes. after the first five minutes what the last five minutes were going to be? Well, unfortunately, because this movie is imitative of every other movie out there, it was very easy to see what the ending would be in this film. But I think that the problem is so much deeper than that, Les. This is the kind of movie that young girls sneak in to see without their parents being there, and they see the kind of behavior that Miss Portman's character is engaging in, and that is she's a very spoiled girl. She does exactly what she wants whenever she wants to without bearing any responsibility for her actions. She is a physician in training, for heaven's sakes. 
And she is being depicted here as somebody who can run around, drop trowel whenever she wants, say vulgar, trashy, profane language, yes, and then roll around in a cot, in a bed, in a closet, anytime she wants to. And that is supposed to be an example of what the heroine in this film does. And I think that sets a really poor example for young women today. This kind of a film, for me, is profane and vulgar, and I just am sorry that it was ever made. I mean, how do you think this ennobles the female character? I don't think it ennobles the female character, nor the male character. I just think that without delving deep into what this film might mean, and it means one thing to you and another thing to me. Right. Well, I think that's a woman's point of view and a male point of view, then. I think that there were a lot of things in this film that I found amusing, that I found entertaining. Entertaining. I would certainly not get myself involved with a woman like that. Ah, you wouldn't. But you didn't mind seeing her up on the screen behaving like an animal. I wouldn't get myself involved with Blanche Dubois and the streetcar named Desire either. I don't go to the movies looking for a girlfriend. I already have one. Well, there's a huge difference between the kind of dialogue that Tennessee Williams writes and the kind of dialogue that Elizabeth Merriweather's script has these characters saying. Of course. One is poetic and one is feral and banal and filthy. I wouldn't call it filthy. I think that this is a very raunchy, hard R-rated movie, and there is a lot of profanity in it, and I wish there was not quite so much. And no, I don't like somebody like Natalie Portman, who looks like a very high-class, elegant Audrey Hepburn type. I agree. I don't like seeing her using this kind of language. There were things about the Ashton Kutcher character, Adam, that I didn't like. I didn't like the way he openly discusses his sex life with his friends. Right. I didn't like that either. So there's a lot in this film that is not me, it's not you, but it is young people, and I think that the younger people who who are now going to movies are probably enjoying this a heck of a lot more than you did. Well, the audience that I saw the movie with, mainly, I would say, would be young women between the ages of 15 and 22. And I thought they were a little bit embarrassed by some of the frankness in the picture. I'm sure they were. A 15-year-old, certainly. What I dislike about this movie is that the character of Emma is depicted as a very intelligent, top-of-her-class medical student. She's got her residency down. And that this kind of behavior, where she can do what whatever she wants and however she pleases and so on and so forth, that is to be considered the norm in this movie. And I don't think that that's fair. I don't think that's a great way for kids or young women to look at what the future has in store for them. I don't think that's a great way to look at what's ahead. I think that very, very few films that we see are an example of what we want to be like. That's why we go to the movies. It's dramatic. There's conflict. I don't want any conflict in my life. And I have very little of it. Well, I think we just totally disagree. Of course. You know, number one, I don't think the plot really works. I don't think the two stars have any chemistry, and that would be Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman. I don't like the fact that Natalie Portman's character sets a really poor example for young women today, whether they're going into the medical profession or not. She behaves like a wild, feral animal, and I don't think that that sets a good example. I don't like that kind of a movie ever. I don't think anyone says anything particularly funny in this film. I don't think it's insightful. And for me, the whole exercise was cheap and tawdry entertainment. 
So, you know, you can pretty much see where I'm going with this movie. I'm sorry to say, (laughs) for me, it gets a red light. Well, I don't think the film is tawdry, but I think it's raunchy. I think it is low class. However, there are moments in it that I enjoyed. I had a pretty decent time watching it. I didn't fall asleep, and I didn't become enraged. So I'm going to give this a yellow light. Okay, that's fair. So... A red light and a yellow light for no strings attached. Okay. Are we going to see another raunchy, tawdry, low-class film in our next go-around? I don't know. We'll find out. Right. Until that time, I'm Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that we're going to find you having one opinion or another that's very, very strong the next time we see you at the movies. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotus, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chapotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.